0: We hope that you'll find this and all of our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open source applications and using them to get things done.
1: If you want, you can send us feedback at our email address at goinglinux at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 1-904-468-7889.
0: In today's episode, listener feedback. Hello, Bill. Hello,
1: Larry. It's a happy, happy Sunday.
0: Yeah, what's been happening in your world?
1: I'm an idiot.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Why are you an idiot?
1: I am. The quick version of this is uh, trying to get uh, Mate installed. And you've already laughed at me about this, but, you know, let everybody know that I pulled a Muppet move. And um, patent pending, by the way. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I was doing some research, and I accidentally clicked the wrong version of Mate, which was the one that mm-hmm. runs on the older 486 processors. And uh, okay. you know, it's the 32-bit version. And right. so I burn that thing, and I'm having all these problems with, with my Alienware. And I'm going, why? Why? And, I'm, and you're, I've, I sent you some messages we talk back and forth and he's like well i don't understand it you know and i said i don't understand it either so in the process of setting some other software up i kept I, I i something made me look at why is this thing only installing 32-bit software and why can't i find stuff you know because i went to uh install discord and it says this is the night not the right architecture software and i'm like what do you mean and i'm like no, I didn't. So I looked, and sure enough, <laughs> I did the 32-bit version. And so that's why I was having a lot of the wonky issues. Okay. So <laughs> I felt like a total noob, a total uh, total st- stupid Muppet move. And so I downloaded the correct one, burned it to a CD, plugged in my USB uh, uh, a CD-ROM, And guess what? After it installed, almost everything worked perfectly. (laughs) It's amazing.
0: It's amazing. If you use the right software for the right hardware, it works.
1: It's it's amazing cakes. I mean, you know, the only thing that doesn't work, and I don't use it anyway, is... um, uh, the trackpad—it's a little—it's something about these alien Alienwares. I had no one. We're still—I'm still working on it just because I want to see yep. if I can get it working. But I use a USB mouse anyway, uh, so I don't care. Uh, actually, I prefer right. it not working anyway because I always hit the stupid buttons when I'm typing. So it's—it's it's better for me all the way around. But everything else is working wonderfully. Uh, haven't had any issues. Um, but yeah, so. I just want to point out, I, I sound like a raving lunatic last episode, you know, crying. <laughs> and uh, I found out that I did uh, get the other, the other architectures are right. So Arch still doesn't like me, uh, but mm. because the keyboard still doesn't work, because I, I was telling myself, did I even download the 32 of Arch too? You know, that would explain it. And no, it was 64. Yeah. And I no did way. the, I checked the check uh, the to check some on it and it was right so i'm like okay well Arch hates me R- rpms hate me mate loves me so i've been running it for uh, about a week now without any issues
0: so you're an ubuntu mate user
1: too yes is there any other oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, yeah. fanboy well,
0: you know what yeah there you go um so you you started off by saying that you're an idiot, uh, and I guess, you know, um, in a previous episode, you must have said, well, call me an idiot or something like that, because uh, I got an email Uh-oh. from a listener that said simply, okay, you're an idiot.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, awesome. So anyway
0: uh <laughs> oh, jeez! but as far as your trackpad uh issues or touchpad issues are concerned we have some suggestions from listeners in this episode so when we yeah, get to them
1: yeah we maybe, will maybe that'll I will, help I, yeah uh, i have to say you're okay
0: with it not working right? <laughs> yeah
1: i'm pretty okay with it it really doesn't bother me because i hate i the first thing i do is disable it so you know there i'm you saving go. myself some work i thank you uh Linux for saving me a step. <laughs> okay. Yeah, beautiful. All right.
0: Yeah, and so as far as me, I'll, I'll uh, you know, we just spent about an hour talking about our trials and tribulations here. So, um, yeah, I, um, I think I'll just sum it up as I love Dell support.
1: <laughs> no sarcasm implied there.
0: Well, no, their on-site support is what I don't like. It's their, their. <laughs> depot support that is just fantastic okay. and their support from their people yeah. are, are great
1: since yeah. since you won't i will basically the, he needed some repairs they sent a uh, uh a guy out who promptly didn't know what he was doing and then broke the laptop now it has to go back and get fixed by the professionals done see
0: yes exactly yep and just to add insult to injury, the computer was running just fine. It was a cosmetic issue. I want to fix under <laughs> warranty, so now it's a brick. Uh, well, I don't know that it's a brick. It's it a
1: doorstop.
0: Doesn't start. So anyway, we'll we'll wait hey, see what Larry Del can do.
1: Pro tip: You have hmm. to ground your uh, static bracelet to metal instead of plastic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, just- it was
0: metal. It was a metal clip on his plastic. Uh, (laughs) toolbox okay it was metal all
1: right let's go go before we go
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes okay uh our first email is from paul and he writes recording discord hi larry and bill i really appreciate the going linux podcast i have just one quick question for you what application do you use to record your discord sessions for the podcast thank you and keep up the great work paul in north texas Well, Paul, we don't record the Discord. (laughs) We use that just to talk to one another. And we record, um, Bill records his end on his computer, and I record my end on my computer. And then I edit them together, and we're done. So we're actually not recording Discord. We probably should find a way to do that for... for, uh, Backups. uh, A backup, Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you used to do that when we used Skype, too used to have uh and that had saved our bacon once or twice but yep what we use to record each of our uh sides is audacity uh right. audacity pretty much is our gold standard as far as uh recording it, it always works uh, you know i don't believe we've ever had an issue so uh just just to kind of go back into it, Larry, record, we we connect with Discord so we can talk back and forth. I record my side, Larry records his side, and, death, so he, and we kind of, we time sync them together. You know, we we give a countdown, we start to record so he, they match up, and then Larry takes them and normal normalizes them and puts the two tracks together so it sounds like we're having a, a seamless com, conversation. And usually he's re, uh, re, removing. Uh, ambient noise from my side or dogs barking or something that comes up. So it, believe me, the finished product sounds much better than the recorded rough roll. <laughs> so just fair warning. All the bloopers are removed. and makes, I mean, he actually makes me sound halfway intelligent. So
0: the names are removed to protect the innocent yes. or the guilty as a case may be. So happen.
1: that's what we use to record the podcast. So, you know, you might want to try it that way. And if I find a, a good program that will let us record that uh, Discord, I will uh, keep this email and let you know, or I'll post it yeah. on uh, in the forums. Okay. So our next email comes from Daniel on here, and it's a very short one. Thank you, Larry. He goes, <laughs> bad news. Microsoft has GitHub now, or w- or soon will. Wow. <laughs> I heard yeah. I heard that they had bought GitHub, and I heard a lot of people have moved out of it, away from it, and I can't really blame them because I'm not a huge Microsoft fan right at this moment or ever. So, what's your feelings, hmm Yeah,
0: so I don't know. Um, in the long run, we'll have to see what happens, what Microsoft does with GitHub, but with um, such a Nadella being the new uh, lead person for Microsoft, the head of Microsoft. I've seen them change their attitude towards a number of things, including open sourcing some of their software, uh, contributing more to open source, uh, putting Ubuntu as a subsystem within Windows. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they have some ulterior motive, like they want to be able to run Uh, uh, (laughs) all their servers on something reliable like Linux, but still have it provided by Microsoft (laughs) or something like that. Um, So, yeah. Uh, But the bottom line is I see them becoming a lot uh, friendlier, you know, um, Uh, as as their website has said in the past, Microsoft loves Linux. Uh
1: Uh-huh. If, wait, wait a minute. Didn't Steve Ballmer, the former CEO, say Linux was a cancer? Or was it open source was a cancer?
0: He, no, no, no. He said that Linux was a cancer. Okay. Right, I, uh, I just, yeah. But that was yeah. the old guy. That was the old guy.
1: Oh, okay. I understand. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm trying to keep up here.
0: Yeah. We'll see. We, time will tell. Yes. Anyhow, uh, Paul. Paul uh wrote in saying, Linux Mint 19 is coming. Hello, Larry and Bill. I would really like to hear your analysis on upcoming release of Linux Mint 19. Thanks for your support of the Linux community, Paul, in North Texas again. So, Paul, you're going to have to wait until I get my computer back before I can even attempt to do anything with Linux Mint 19. How about you, Bill? Is that on your list of things to try?
1: Actually, now that I've got my machine set up correctly... Uh, I just finished uh, installing a VM and that was the one uh, that I was going to look at uh, because you know it's not broke right now I ain't touching the hardware again until I have to so uh, I will test it out but I used to support the project uh, but because of differences in opinions uh, I stopped um, even looking at Mint, but uh, I someone's has sent me an email asking me to look at it, so I, I will. So I could probably do a uh, a review on it for you. Uh, I don't know. I haven't even looked to see if it's out. Is it out yet? Let I me mean, go look.
0: Uh, I th- if it's not out now, it's it's about to come out. It'll be based on a eighteen point oh four and Linux Mint mm-hmm. um, is I'm based only on the LTS versions. Yeah
1: website right now and see if it's out and let's see they have the beta release out so today is the 24th and if they're on the beta release um so i don't know when they're going to release it but i'll keep an eye on it and uh, when they do release it i will test and do a review on it
0: yep and some of the things i like about mint just in general whether it's the 19 release or previous releases. Mm -hmm. I like the cinnamon desktop environment and I like some of the mint tools that they've put together uh, and some of the features that they have. um, Some of which have since been adopted by other distributions, but some of which are still a little unique to Linux mint. Um, But they still haven't done anything that sways me from Ubuntu Mate. So, oh no! For now, I mean, I like that's it, what I'm on.
1: I like the cinnamon a lot. They were doing uh, uh, good work. I'm sure they still are. But uh, like I said, I will test them out. But I was just telling you, I was raving about how much I liked uh, Mate. And I don't care if I sound like fanboy or not. Uh, it works. I always liked uh, Mate desktop anyway. So, anyway, yep,
0: it's it's good. It's cool. Yep.
1: And so Minix, uh, Minix used to was one of our. Recommendations for new users for a long time.
0: Yeah, and it still is. If you don't want uh, Ubuntu Mate, I think Linux Mint is probably the next best. Yeah, I guess uh, in terms but, of new users. Yeah,
1: but there's also the tweak tool in um, Mate that you can make it almost look like cinnamon. So, I'm just saying. Oh, you can.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and that's what I was referring to when I was saying that Linux Mint had some Mint tools and the Cinnamon desktop. And one of the things that I like about it is that it is very flexible. It allows you to configure some things that otherwise you wouldn't be able to and make the desktop appear the way you want it to appear. And Ubuntu Mate has actually implemented everything that I wanted to do Mm -hmm. when I switched over to Mint uh, with the panel options and the flexibility in Ubuntu in uh, the Mate desktop to make changes the Mate tweak is uh, one of those tools that that allows you to do that so I'm pretty happy with the flexibility that I've got it's got that middle ground between configurability and flexibility and way too much (laughs) you know like like KDE still has and I've
1: tried it you had to say KDE. I cringe every time I hear those three letters. Yeah, it
0: it's it's okay. It's good.
1: It's not it for doesn't me. like me,
0: and it's yeah. It's certainly not for new users. Anyway, enough anyway. of that. We'll we'll go into more of that as we go into reviews. Yeah, but right?
1: I will do a review of uh, Linux Mint nineteen and let you guys know what I think. And Great. anyway, our next email is from Oscar, and he went Linux on Windows has. Anyone tried removing the hard drive, wiping with G parted, perhaps with Slackware, removing the battery, perhaps to clear the BIOS, Oscar? Hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, Is he asking? I'm
0: not sure what he's asking.
1: (laughs) So I don't know. uh, Okay, Oscar, I'll I'll give you um, how I've wiped it without having to even remove the hard drive. So you don't need Slackware. To use GParted, you can. Uh, I know Linux Mint actually has GParted in it. Uh, a bunch mm-hmm. of Mate has it, and I believe PC Linux OS has it. And I'm sure some of the others have it, but those are the three I know. Yeah. So,
0: and I think uh, Parted Magic is also a live uh, USB that you can. Yeah. Run that would have GParted just from the live environment.
1: Yeah, I was trying to save him a step because uh, if he was going to pick any of those, then he could say, "Okay, I want to install Ubuntu Mate." Well, you just boot into the live session. Oh
0: yeah, and right.
1: then and use you use GParted, you're... set up your partitions, wipe it, get rid of Windows, etc., etc. And then uh, it drops. Once you close it, it drops you back to the desktop, and there's an icon that you say install the system so you can do it in, instead of having to restart and all that stuff. You don't have to right. do any of that work. The the thing I will recommend and I learned the hard way is before you install um, a Linux distro on a new machine or a machine that you've had a while it's just to make sure that your BIOS is up to date because they've either reduced uh, Introduce fixes or additional features that might make your life a little more more uh, bearable so if you're going to go uh, wipe Windows and and install Linux what I recommend before you do anything with uh, the Windows partition or anything is go to your manufacturer's website uh, follow the instructions on how to update your BIOS to the current the, the newest and greatest and then use the Whatever distribution boot into live, use the G parted to set up your partitions, and then install Linux. And I'll make your life a lot easier. This is coming from a person that used to jump distros three and four times a week because it used to be a common mm-hmm. joke. How many? Uh, what distro are you running today? Uh, type of thing. So. <laughs> And right, Larry right. can remember. I, I think my highest was like four, so I don't do that quite as much. I learned the very valuable lesson of uh, of uh, VMware and uh, Oracle VirtualBox and stuff. It makes my life a little easier.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, well, thanks, Oscar. Hopefully, we've answered
1: your question. Yeah, I hope that helps. Sorry, like, sorry, yeah. a little long-winded.
0: Yeah, and I. I I'm still not clear on what he was asking, but yeah we've I tried we've to cover everything. <laughs> hard drives yep <laughs> yeah. we've wiped hard drives with uh, various uh distributions some like more than others suggestion of
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: okay, uh moving on. Troy uh wrote about episode three forty six gentlemen bi- uh regarding Bill asking for help. One distro I did not hear Bill say he tried is Linux Mint. Well, we just talked about that. I think it seems to offer some of the best default compatibility with different system hardware over many other distros. The other thing I would do is try different kernel versions than the one that comes with the version by default. Because his particular Alienware computer is so new, obviously mileage will vary. And I know... You have tried different uh, kernel versions uh, in the past for various reasons, and yeah, well, we'll just leave it at that. You still have issues, but mainly just with the touchpad. (laughs) Okay. There you go. All right, and continuing, he says, Aaron, uh, uh, this is about Aaron asking for installation help to flash drive. I still think Debian-based distros work best. I tend to lean toward Linux Mint or Ubuntu. Poppy Linux is also good. He can try Zorin Linux it's also good. If he wants good step-by-step instructions and access tools for installing to a flash drive, he can go to pendrivelinux.com. If you have a large enough flash drive and if you want to run your OS from the flash drive regularly and be able to save data to it, there are instructions for reserving a partition of your drive for data as well troy aka jack death aka chief executive random minion <laughs> and of course he runs home and business computer services out there in wisconsin hbcs.com we'll plug troy's website just because there you go um oh he says he's a dell reseller as well should have <laughs> my computer through him anyway there we go yeah
1: Okay, so (laughs) thanks for all the good information, Troy. Um, Yeah, he's one of the more active guys on the forum, so he's pretty knowledgeable. Yep. Okay, our next email comes from Greg, and it's about episode 344, Feedback, and he writes, Hi, Larry and Bill. Listener Ken asked about the Linux in the Hamshack CD. I don't know if there has been any new release, but I recently discovered something similar. The Debian Ham Radio Pure Blend is a project of the Debian Ham Radio maintainers team who collaborate on maintenance of the amateur radio-related packages for Debian. Every Pure Blend is a subset of Debian that is configured to support a particular target group out-of-the-box. This blend aims to support the needs of radio amateurs. Ken can learn more about it and download it for free here and the link is in the show notes but I'll just read it out real quick it's basically https uh, www.debian.org slash blend slash ham radio or you can just go show notes and copy it. <laughs> It'd probably be easier. It comes on. It comes as an ISO file which can can burn to a DVD. It's also crammed full of goodness to fit a CD. Well, that's impressive. The live DVD will run on his computer without disturbing his hard drive or can be installed permanently at his discretion. Listener Frank and several others, including myself, have listened to all episodes of the Going Links podcast from episode one. But can anyone else claim to have also listened to all of Larry's previous podcasts for Bitsworth, I know, shameless (laughs) one-upmanship. Now that Ubuntu 18.04 is released, the latest long-term support versions can be installed fresh. But the upgrades to existing systems are not here yet. To check if an upgrade release is ready for the command line type do-release-upgrade-c without the quotes, Regards, Greg W8FJK. Thanks, Greg. That's a lot of information. And apparently, I can say I've listened to every episode of Going Lynx, but I have not listened to 4BitsWorth ever. I'm sorry, Larry.
0: Well, that's okay. It's no longer in production. The website is gone, and the only way you could ever have listened to every single episode is if you worked at the same company i worked at because it started as a podcast internal to that co- company mm-hmm. and greg did so you know so, <laughs> he's he's one of few who have <laughs> listened to every single episode of every podcast i've ever produced so so how, how Thanks, many greg.
1: episodes did you have of that old podcast
0: i don't remember It was certainly a lot less than we have of this one.
1: Yeah, wow. So you've just been podcasting. We should call you the father of podcasts.
0: Yeah, there's somebody with that title already. (laughs) We'll we'll just let that go. Okay. Anyway, our next is from Serge. And Serge writes about episode 346, Alienware. Here's a suggestion for you, Bill. Hello, Bill. I found these three articles. Hope your solution is in one of these so there's an alienwarearena.com link uh there's a hello world project at blogspot link about installing ubuntu 16 on uh 16.10 on alienware and an altshiftkill.com <laughs> article on installing alienware uh installing ubuntu on alienware 13 so hopefully one of those will help you, Bill, and we'll have links in the show notes to all of those things just in case it's helpful to somebody else.
1: Yeah, and Serge, thank you for sending those links. Larry had forwarded that uh, your email and uh, the next email, which I'm getting ready to read, Thomas's, to me for me to look. And he gave me some av- uh, avenues of investigation. They were very similar. Um but they were having uh, uh, they were having other issues, but it did help me figure out some of the uh, some of the quirks. So uh, thank you for taking the time to send those to us. Our next email comes from Thomas, and it's also regarding the Alienware pro- uh, problems. He writes, "I haven't read through the entire articles, but your problems may be answered in one of the following." Um, Thomas thanks for sending that like I just mentioned uh, it did give me areas of of Avenue and particularly the wiki arch was uh, was helpful about the touchpad but um, they were all a little different apparently the aliens were, were changed so much from one to from one to another that uh, from one model to another that it's just gonna you know there's gonna be issues and I guess I'm not the only one that has it. So, yeah, guys, thanks, Serge and Thomas, for all your help.
0: Yeah, thank you. Okay, Serge also uh, wrote in about Episode 346 in Discord for Daniel. Hello, Larry. Daniel needs to type these commands for Debian slash Ubuntu uh and he might he lists a bunch of commands and he says he might have to install some development tools he will see what is missing in the errors as he installs these so let me just re- paraphrase some of the commands here so there's a sudo apt install flat pack so we know where he's going here he's going to use the flat pack installation method and then install from flat pack flat hub um f- um uh, yeah, and there's an SDK that gets installed. Uh, and then it says flatpak install dash dash user and then installing Discord as a flatpak. So basically what he's saying is install Discord as a flatpak mm-hmm. and see if that will work. Uh, and that that's great. Um, the Ubuntu and Debian distributions don't... Um, come pre installed with support for Flatpak, uh, which is why you have to start by saying install Flatpak, which is great. Uh, just a thought the Ubuntu Mate, if that happens to be what Daniel's using, Ubuntu Mate does come with support for snaps, which is another alternative installation oh, okay, method. Yeah. And so Discord is available as a snap and on ubuntu mate you don't have to anything you don't have to do anything other than sudo snap install discord and it will install it from the snap store and uh, one command away and you're ready to go with discord so a um, couple of different options there for you
1: well i want to add another option just because i'm want to be difficult today um, Mm-hmm. I like to get the latest from uh, Discord, and if you go to their website, they actually have Discord package for Debian, and you can just use your package manager installing and have uh, the latest without having to go through mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, upgrades. Um, but that's that's how I, I've been installing Discord just because I like to have – for this one, I like to stay as current as possible, And um, but I don't know if I've used any uh, – snaps or flat packs. I usually get everything I need either from um uh the the repositories or in certain very limited from the developer's website, but that's just me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now um I completely understand and if you're using Ubuntu Mate um whether you know it or not, there are some snaps already installed there.
1: Ah. Installed a
0: couple of them by default from Nice.
1: Uh, I did not know that. So yeah. yeah, so it's so seamless I didn't even notice it and that's awesome. Okay. Our our next one comes from Joe. He writes I want to relive my childhood through BBS. <laughs> okay. He writes Hi Larry and Bill. One of my greatest pleasures growing up was logging on to the local BBS's with my twenty four hundred bald modem. I would like Ooh. to revive this by creating a BBS just to play with. Any idea on a good tutorial or book that can help with this, Joe? Oh, man. Uh, I remember – do you remember CompuServe?
0: Oh, yes. Absolutely. It was
1: all text-driven, and there used to be some – we'd call into the BBS, and you'd know, and you leave messages and emails and, and – uh, ham radios also uh, have this, something uh, called packet radio, and they have some uh, stuff they can use very similar. Uh, they have kind of like BBS to set up. But yep, and
0: I, they had all kinds of shareware and trialware mm-hmm. and yeah. all kinds of freeware. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, pro- but, problems that go along with that.
1: Eh? I remember when I upgraded to 9600 ball modem. Woo, I was fast then. Um <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely. <laughs> but well, you know, I understand there are still some BBSs in operation out there, so are, that if are you they? do get something. Yeah, um I haven't personally experienced them, but from what I hear on other podcasts and other sources, there are still some out there. Uh-huh. And you should be able to find, uh, you know, Google search or DuckDuckGo search or whatever your search engine and search for, um, uh, BBSs. And as I've heard it described, if you install a text-based browser, uh, you should be able to get into, uh, the, the BBSs. So I I think it's a matter of searching around It, it. There is a way to do it. I don't know what it
1: is. Okay. Well, I did a little research, um, this morning when I was reading this email and if you mm-hmm. go to, if you're using a Debian-based uh, uh, um, distro, if you go to your package manager, uh, if, and I'm usually not the store, but just go and inst- install. I use Synaptic, uh, but if you type BBS in the search box, it comes up with uh, a whole list of software, and I actually found a one called FQ Term. And it's uh, a BBS client written in QT. and oh, okay. Yeah, and apparently it's one of the most widely used BBS clients in China. And it supports Telnet, SSH1, SSH2 protocols, and can uh, process uh, anti-control sequences. It can be used to log into BBS sites or even uh, U- uh, Unix hosts. And there's some, um, there's some other ones, some other utilities. So... Maybe that would uh, help him out. Um, there's I was just looking through all of them and there was some that uh, uh, let you do the antsy character uh, pictures and stuff like that. So, yeah, maybe just give out a search. I think you'll be surprised that <laughs> you can still find software for that.
0: Yeah, and you don't have to use your 2400-baud modem.
1: No. I heard that some of the older BBSs are now um, have connections to the internet and they're using you know, voice, uh, uh, VoIP, and all kinds of wild stuff. So, yeah, uh-huh. let's know. Let us know what your uh, experience is, because I might want to just, uh, for old time's sake, log into one myself. Yeah. All right.
0: Okay. Our uh, next email comes from someone whose email address. They didn't write their name, so I can't uh, attribute this to their name but it looks like it might be p or something like that anyway he says i've got a stupid difficult machine as well in my case i found some workarounds but firmware i believe is the problem only 1604 ubuntu whatever works we should have databases for hardware and distros sent from my ipad so um (laughs) okay yeah so he's got a difficult machine and uh saying that we should have a database for hardware uh so i'm thinking he means compatibility yeah which version of which distribution would be recommended for what particular hardware hmm i'm i've got to believe there's something like that out there
1: Well, can't can't you uh, usually uh, do a search to see if if you know what the – remember we used to have to actually – especially it used to be about wireless cards. You had to try to find out what wireless card and then you could Google search it and find out, okay, yes, this card supported or no, this is a win modem. Remember those wonderful things.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 And uh, these days when I've come across a piece of hardware that looks pretty interesting and I want to know if it's going to work with uh with with Linux and it doesn't say on the box, and you know sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't um I just you know I'm usually standing by the product in the store, I pull out my phone and I search for the name <laughs> of the product and then Linux compatibility. And that usually, within the first couple of, of links, it tells me whether it's a complete waste of time or whether there's some hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, usually, you know, usually you don't have to pour through all kinds of forum threads to figure it out. But no. if you do, that's not a good sign.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say hardware support links Linux has gotten... A whole lot better. Every year it gets better. But well, I still yep. – I I didn't do it for this machine, and I learned my lesson. I, I've done it for every other machine, but I figured, of course it's going to work. <laughs> That's what I get for thinking. So, yes. yeah, I understand we've both had difficult pieces of uh, equipment that didn't want to work, namely modems and printers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so our next email comes from Mario, who writes, this is for the feedback from listener 346. He says, hi, Larry and Bill. Bill, your wish is my command. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thanks, Mario. Uh, you asked for it. Lowell, sorry, but <laughs> you are far from an idiot. Uh, Good recovery, Mario. Okay. No, seriously, (laughs) that's great. My own experience with Linux has been as I like to test the latest Linux distro. I install these distro in VM machines using VirtualBox. Not all of them works in VirtualBox. Yes, I've picked up that habit, too. So, yeah, we kind of work uh, together on that. Anyway, continues. Can it be just a matter of hardware compatibility, Alienware, and like you said – are so gaming oriented it may have some windows only hardware compatible even if it's working in ubuntu studio ubuntu may have some drivers that works more or less with your hardware but the other one may not i like those alienware and dell does have proprietary hardware and most of the drivers are made for windows only so now is there a compatible driver for your unsupported hardware which piece of the hardware doesn't work Those are all good questions. My comment doesn't really help you, I guess, but just confirm your idea and share your pain with those Windows hardware's issues. Last comment. I do share your wrath on Windows updates. Yes, yes. Quick story. Last April update, I had to cancel the update before it started because I am using Symantec antivirus, and it's not compatible with the new Windows update. By canceling the update, I couldn't get it to prompt me again. After Googling it, I had to do a few registry settings change and force it to install. Windows rule of thumb, never cancel any updates because you will lose it forever if you're not a tech savvy. Silly WOS. Keep up the good work, guys. Always doing good, useful podcasts.
0: Yeah, so another good reason to stay on Windows, right? Oh,
1: will you stop saying that (laughs) W word? Every time you say it, it's like someone just stabbed me in the leg.
0: Okay, I'll stop stabbing (laughs) you in the leg.
1: No. Okay. I'm just kidding, but golly. Windows, as I like to say, enriching our lives every day.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Moving right along, our last email is from Tom. writes about Ubuntu Mate on Acer laptops and BIOS. Hi guys, background. You don't need to read this on the air. Ah, We'll read it anyway. Thanks for all your work. I've checked out a few Linux podcasts and yours is definitely the most helpful and relevant for people who are trying to use desktop Linux on a day-to-day basis, not managing server farms. I've been dabbling in Linux for about 25 years now. At first, it was just for learning and to look at something different on my screen. Later, I would use it to make some older piece of hardware useful or evaluate the state of desktop Linux. A couple of years ago, I started a job where for the first time in my 20 plus years in IT, I am not using Windows. After three weeks of struggling to get used to a MacBook, the UI started to click for me. That's when I realized that I didn't need to use Windows on my personal laptop anymore and switched to Ubuntu 16.04 on my personal laptop. For the first time, I was free from Windows and things just worked for the most part. Anyway, context. After test driving a few different distros on my personal laptop, I landed on Ubuntu 16.04 and life was pretty good. When 17.04 was released, I was anxious to try out the new GNOME desktop. Too anxious, in fact. Even though my laptop is an Acer, I got bit by the BIOS bug that affected quite a few people. To make things worse, since my laptop is not very powerful, it ran more slowly under GNOME than under Unity. Since I couldn't do a wipe and replace using a USB drive, I just installed Mate and things were better. Since I was struggling using Ubuntu... I at least wanted to get to an LTS version. I upgraded to 17.10, planning on staying put until I got a new laptop. The upgrade seemed to be successful, but each time I installed a Linux distro, I find something just doesn't work quite right and sometimes requires some research. Same hardware, same distro, same version. An old problem will magically resolve while a new one appears. Problem. This time, I can't suspend my laptop. When I select Suspend from the options, the screen will go dark and my machine will be unresponsive. However, the power light remains on and the fan will eventually start to run. I've done some research, but I don't see anyone reporting the same issue. Any ideas on how to get my system to suspend or failing that, how I can fix my BIOS? Thank you for your time and keep up the good work. Tom. Any ideas, Bill?
1: Mm, it's a long shot, but I'll, I'll throw it out there. Uh, disable the power management and make sure in your settings, I'm actually going to look at it while I'm talking to make sure I don't give you any wrong. One second, let me just pull it up. Go to Control Center, uh, then look for one that says power management and see uh what you get the settings there's settings that ones is uh put the computer to sleep when inactive uh, and you can tell it mark that as never and put uh display to sleep when active and mark never and then there's another tab general And these are the actions that might not be set right. There's two of them. One is when the power button is pressed, and I have mine as Mark ask me what I want it to do. And when the uh, the suspend button is pressed, which is usually the power button again, um, or it could be a a function key, uh, you can tell it to uh, suspend or do nothing. So see if those are set right and try those settings. And also, um, there is make sure that you have your let me go right here that your monitor is set correctly uh, to go ahead and detect the monitor. Sometimes I don't know why, but it works. And uh, make sure you have you know the latest drivers and so Why you can go in the same it's all in the same control center if you're using Mate. Uh, check make sure you have the latest driver. And I think that might be the only recommendations. Also, you've got your screen saver. Make sure you don't have your screen saver uh, enabled. But other than that, I can't think of anything. How about you?
0: Yeah, I think those are all very good recommendations. Make sure that the power settings are um, appropriate because that's really where some of this functionality comes into play is through all those power settings. Um, I don't usually see a lot of problems with suspend what i usually see is a problem with hibernate especially on ubuntu based distributions because the ubuntu folks really don't believe in hibernate Uh, on the fast machines these days the amount of time that it takes to come out of hibernation which is I'll, i'll explain the difference in a minute is is actually slower than it is to start from scratch so they actually recommend powering down your computer if you want to stop draining the the, the battery entirely. So the difference is suspend um, puts the computer into a low power mode so that it uh, when you close the lid of a laptop or you put a, a desktop into suspend, it's not actually running programs that will um, that you normally run. It is using a little bit of power though to keep things alive so that when you take it out of suspend, Uh, It pulls the information about what was running out of RAM, uh, and it drains the power a little bit in order to keep the RAM powered so that it remembers where you left off. The difference with Hibernate is that uh, in the old days of very slow computers, it would take everything that would normally be stored in RAM that indicates what was running and so on, and store it on your hard drive as a file or series of files, so that when you started up from, uh, you, you know, reinstall or reinstated it from hibernation, it would boot back up and read everything from the hard drive and start up your computer with everything running that you had running before you put it into Hibernate. The difference there is it was actually off uh, in hibernation. But um, Ubuntu has stopped officially supporting it. Well, I, I don't know that that's accurate. They don't publicize it and the hibernation setting is taken off of the power management settings in Ubuntu distributions, most modern Ubuntu distributions. So you really only have a choice of power off or suspend. Mm -hmm. And suspend works fine. Uh, In most cases, it sounds like Tom has a problem with that and hopefully messing around with those power settings uh, will help fix that. Um, I have put a link into the show notes about um, hibernation on ubuntu and it's from fosbytes and it talks about how to hibernate ubuntu how to enable and disable hibernation and how to enable it permanently if you decide that you want to use that Um, that might be an alternative for you but bear in mind if your computer is a newer computer it might actually take longer to reboot from hibernation and read all the settings from the hard drive than it does to you know power it off and power it up from Mm -hmm. scratch and not worry about rereading things from hibernation
1: that kind of makes sense all right
0: so that's it for our episode this time i think we have another episode scheduled this time that we can actually talk a little bit about can't we bill
1: we can you're
0: you're Journey to Linux The
1: and Windows 10 <laughs> and the journey back.
0: <laughs> okay, so that'll be our next episode. Yes, it all will. going well. Um, so you can look forward to that.
1: Until then, you can go to our website at goinglinks.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe.
0: We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done.
1: If you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining this discussion in our Going Links Podcast Google Plus community.
0: Until next time, thanks for listening. 73